0: What is good divine gang gang? Listen, when I tell you I have things on my notepad on my phone that I know I want to bring the messages but I'm learning to work with divine source. I know some of you have heard me promise some things and then you wonder where is your girl with the information? I know. Uh, For example, even with I wanted to do a message specifically for my defined feminines and the whole experience behind shopping for a Rolex. And sometimes I do feel guilty or I feel like I'm not putting out as much, but it's moments like this where I understand that sometimes the best things in life for me to give you the wealth and the luxury and the opulence and the experience behind the message that's going to set it aside from any other buffet that's out there from any other um really divine mas- divine feminine feminine that's out there is sometimes the best wine is on the shelf just a little bit longer and the the food and the spices are marinating just a little bit longer and a little bit overnight you know I've been wanting to talk a little bit about, you know, I have a a podcast that talks about um, Versace on the vision board. And, you know, I talk a lot about materialism and I'm starting to understand I have a lot of Virgo placement in my chart. So it's coming up in different areas. And I wanted to make sure on that podcast that I was addressing why some of that language was coming up okay fine we talked about versace on the vision board and how it's really a tool and part of a bigger picture and so long story short fast forward to me honing in onto co-creating with divine source on what my purpose is and me understanding my my rising star the virgo right i'm a scorpio sun but virgo rising and and I've done everything regardless of up until the point of understanding my natal chart, did the financial advisor aspect of it, became a licensed real estate um, agent, became a financial advisor in over 25 states. Okay. Um, licensed in 25 states. So that's me. Regardless of of leading up to the point of understanding my natal chart, embodying all of those things, having a natural propensity and gravity, gravitation to it, right? So I've come to understand, I'm going through it, I'm sharing my journey, but my goal is to get more of my divine feminists, especially my Black divine feminists. We are coming across in the stats as being the most educated demographic, but I'm noticing it's not translating into assets that matter. Assets that are going to give us the legacy, build the generational wealth, give us the passive income and And be a nest egg for when we're retiring. Because, you know, as as salty as it can sound, we're not getting married in these streets, right? And in many instances, we're being left as the baby's mama. um, And sometimes we bought into things along life that told us it wasn't okay for us to be the number one um, girl on the job, the number one in our industry. We were kind of shamed for competing in a man's world, Right. But uh, my goal is to see more of us divine feminines uh, leveraging our knowledge and our ability to multiply and, to sh- and um, taking on a little bit more of the strategy because we're really good at the creative and we're really good at multiplying. And so I think if we tap into what it means to strategize and mastermind and plan ahead, I want to get us to where when I'm an older lady, I can come to your vineyard and we can really sit down and chat. What I don't want is um, I I had heard someone talking about how they saw this older lady pushing a a cart up a hill. That does not need to be us, right? So let's have those conversations now. I will say this. um, If time is of the essence for you, you're probably going to notice there's two links in the description for this episode. <clears throat> I would say to get the most bang for your buck. Um, if you want to pause me and or come back. But if time is of the essence, I'm going to tell you. Go ahead and click on the first link, which has to do with travel. Um, I it's The name of the, the YouTube channel is Travel and Trade or something like that. Or Trade and Travel. Um, and they're talking about the importance of... Real estate, perfect timing, perfect message, definitely good for beginners, especially for my divine feminines. Um, Go ahead and listen to that. I watched the premiere and then I went ahead and watched it again. Perfect for exactly where we're at. Um, I'm going to try to remember to come back to an important point I wanted to say. Well, I'm going to say here, it's important because we're talking about second house possessions, possessions. Um, and, and also the messages that have come up is we need a little bit of clarity. So you've probably bought into this whole idea of me saying, divine feminine, we need the real estate. We need the passive income. That podcast is gonna, um, I'm so sorry. I have a little bit of background noise. If I have to get off, go listen to trade and um, travel. Okay. So let me try to push through this, but. So th- listening to that little podcast, um, not little, but s- um, small amount of time is going to help you get a little bit more clarity on what your options are. And then it's going to help you to be able to focus on what is going to be the best fit for you. All right. Um, hold on one second. Okay. So apology for that interruption, but that was a perfect segue for those of you who needed to um, go ahead and check out the trade and travel Um, and listen to that podcast the second um, link is is we're gonna have fun with it that's a little bit of extra homework um what do they call it like bonus homework for the the students after class who want extra credit okay and you're gonna want to stay until the end um to hear what I have to say relating to the second link and it will make more sense at the at the end of the second link at the end of this podcast anyways okay So let's get into it. My goal, I feel like my purpose as I'm mastering what it means to to develop mastery and expertise um, for myself in my Virgo Rising is sharing my journey, showing you that it can be done, developing the mindset, and then taking my tribe with me, taking you there with me. Because I know it's going to be very funny in three years from now when we're sitting in those properties and I'm showing you the houses from my balcony and it's gonna be some salty people. But I but listen, we've been putting in the work. We've been sacrificing, making the wise decisions, strategizing from way, way back. Okay. So let's get into it. Now I'm starting to I'm taking this as my craft, right? And one of the things I've I've come to understand with even with you know doing the MBA and the that type of thing. I have to understand my audience. Who's my demographic, and who am I talking to? So I want to be very specific that this is for my Gen X, my Gen Z babies, right? I so I was watching Money GPS on YouTube. You can go ahead and follow him too. Money GPS on on um YouTube, but he was talking about some of the the mindsets that are going on in the real estate sector. And it's with my understanding of this that I'm going to be able to understand moving forward how to really put some fire under your butt. Because here are some of the stats. It says 87% of Generation X and Z believe that real estate is somewhat important. And I feel like that's how a lot of us kind of feel. Um, there are there is an age factor between Z uh, Generation X and Generation Z. Still young, still relatively new to the to the work sector. We know it's important, right? And so, what this journey is going to be is about us starting to understand what that means, what it looks like, setting our intentions, and then moving forward to get it. Here's the other thing. So for Gen Z and Gen X, you're kind of, I wouldn't say worried, but there's just uncertainty, ambivalence surrounding real estate being attainable. It's kind of like, well, I know my parents got real estate. They bought a house. They have invest. My uncles have it. Church members have it. My boss has it. But I don't know if I have what it takes or exactly everything it's going to take for me to get it for myself, right? And the other thing is, um, the I think based on the questionnaire, it was asking about within the next 10 years. So we're at that prime age where it's kind of like, do you see yourself owning a house in 10 years? Here is my issue with that. I know what it's like to have bought my first house, um. And my fear for you, I, well, listen, I'm going to share this real quick. I was still living with my parents and my mom basically found the realtor that helped me find my, buy my first house. She found him down the street in our neighborhood. And I remember talking to him and I was just like, oh, okay, mom, let me just go check it out. Cause I had just gotten my first salary job. Um, and that job ended up paying for the down payment on my house. And then they also paid for the, um, up to like four years of my mortgage payments. Right. But I remember not knowing that and meeting with him and he's like, it's absolutely possible for you to own. And it's like, I had heard it. My parents had bought their house at that point, you know, um, and so, I kind of knew that it was possible, but I didn't know how much. And it was fascinating for me to go through that process. And I'm telling you, it's easy. It can be done. We're going to replicate these results. I think if I had to do it over, I would have probably bought a duplex because it's actually easier. Um, But at the same time, I I have no regrets because at that point I was an adult and I wanted my own place to stay. So I want you to understand that, yes, home ownership is Uh, um, available to you it is attainable my theme with the 10 years is when you start to realize how much you can leverage the real estate you are prolonging how long it takes for you to start to step into your wealth and into your taking advantage of it, right? The best time to have always bought property and investment properties is always going to be yesterday. It's always going to be last month. It's always going to have been last year. It's always going to have been five and 10 years ago. So I would prefer for us to get on a shorter, tighter timeline where we're looking at, Getting into investment properties in the next 12 months, in the next 24 months, in the next 36 months. That's what I have myself on track for. Realistically, for the place I'm in right now, I would say I should be talking to you about, I just got my first investment property in 24 months from today, right? realistically so still kind of figuring things out for myself um the next 12 months but in 24 months i should be saying to you i'm getting here's the keys to my first duplex um or investment property and i've mentioned to you guys i've kind of toyed with the idea of getting a vineyard which has great um possibilities in terms of the fruit the um the use of the land right okay When I tell you this message is so much more beautiful than what I had in mind, it's like, okay. The other um, interesting thing about the mindset for Generation X and Generation C is that most of you have it as a goal. But you're not actively working towards it. I've been reading from the book, How the Rich Think. Um, and one of my favorite parts about reading off the title is the subtitle at the top. And the subtitle at the top says, turn your ambition into action, you guys. And I've been telling you this over and over, and that's okay. I'm going to be mama in your air. I'm going to be auntie in your air. I'm going to be big sis in your air. You have these ideas. They're planted in you. You were born with the desires to succeed and to, to achieve might have a fear of flying, of leaping out of the, the eagle's nest. We've got to turn it into action. Okay. Yeah. So the second or the other thing that was with this demographic is that it's like you have a positive outlook. You kind of have an idea that, you know, you know it it's good. Um but you're just not taking the action. Uh, One of the things he also talked about on Running GPS was there's going to be a shift towards um, more of us Generation Z and Generation X looking into the type of properties that we buy, and a lot of it is going to have to do that we're going to be working from home. This um, last year, 12 months, I've been working from home. Love it. Love working from home. Right. So that's something you're going to want to consider, too. And I think that's going to be interesting for realtors to start to notice what the demand is and how it's different and how there's a shift um, from the regular, you know, house and home to certain. um, And what's so interesting, I will say this too: some people, some developers had the foresight five, 10 years ago to start creating home space, home office spaces. I have my playlist of real estate properties that I want to buy and what they look like. I use it as a visualization tool, but you're going to see more demand for that. And as those properties start to hit the market, you and I are going to be taking into consideration when we talk with the real estate agents, does it have um, office space? You know, and where is it placed in the home and how is there ample space for me to work out of that area and have workspace? I love that it taught, you know, he talks about remote home space, but this is a perfect segue into the rest of the message. Um, when you go and you listen to trade and uh travel, she talks about um you can be making income from your property and she goes into how you can leverage it. I want you to listen to that one. That one, uh, you know, is maybe I would say about maybe 20, 25 minutes long. This is going to be one of those where you take it like a homework assignment, keep your notebook next to you and start to write down the ideas. Um, this is, is something that you maybe could listen to as you're driving somewhere, but I would want you to, to be intentional about pulling all of the information that they're giving you from that from that YouTube video, right? How to turn your properties into income. So if you have to pay rent anyways, why not look into getting a house where the mortgage, my experience, my mortgage was way less than what I've paid for rentals. Okay. For renting. And then on top of that, I did rent it. At one point I was renting it out to two other people. Okay, so you're talking about pushing the ability to make passive income from the use of your space 10 years out, but I want us to bring it back in, even if you kind of are uncertain for yourself right now, bring it back to considering what it means for you to buy in five years, and then the rest of you that are on the same timeline as me, in 24 months, in four years, okay? Okay. One of the things about uh we talked about how um for us for for black people to be in the top 5%, we need to have just shy of $400,000 net worth. And once you start to understand that 70% of wealth is tied up in real estate, it's really not that hard. Okay? <laughs> I haven't really told my parents this. I'll go ahead and mention it. But my parents and I, like in terms of my parents and how they've set themselves up, they're in the top 5%. Okay. But it's, to be honest, a lot of it is tied up in real estate. They have several houses. They have international property. One space is like 100 acres. Right. Tied up in real estate. Um, I'm going to go ahead and repeat it here, too, for those of you who are just coming in and, and new to the community. But of that 400000 that you need in net worth to be considered in the top 5% for Black homes, households, so that could be single divine, Black divine feminines, and or married couples, right? It's a little bit different for our non-melanated friends and colleagues, right? Um, their criteria is a little bit different, but... When you start to think about what it means to get a duplex, which is actually easier to get, um, and I look forward to doing a podcast on that one, Um, travel and trade are going to be a great resource for that, okay? Um, Now you're talking about getting a 500000 half a million property or getting a $350,000 home and boom. You're already, you just need $50,000 in your retirement account to fall into that 5%. That's how easy it is. That's how attainable it is. You're already paying rent. And in most instances, you're paying almost you know, 1.5 to 2.5 times more than you would for a mortgage payment. The difference is you're paying... Let me just do the math real quick. I'm, I'm going to help you guys out. Let's just say you're, let's just say, right? Because my mortgage at my last place for a three bedroom, two bath, huge backyard. I lived in one of the richest neighborhoods, one of the richest zip codes. Okay. In Southern California. And I was paying 1200 and it sounds cheap, but it was, I had brand new everything moving in. New AC, new carpet, arc high ceilings, huge master bedroom, Walk, huge walk-in closet. At one point before I decided to rent out the other rooms, I was using one room for all my winter clothes. <laughs> then I would just alternate between the closets. Like, okay, time for my summer clothes. But then I started to understand I can leverage that space. I can make more, okay? But let's just say, a month, and I know some of y'all are paying more than this in rent, okay? $1,200 a month times 12 months, that's $14,000 a year. And you're talking about you don't want to consider um, buying a house for another 10 years. So I'm going to multiply it times 10. You just put $144,000, $144,000 into somebody else's pocket when that could have gone into your, into your equity of your home and you could have rented it out. And there's other alternate uses and spaces. And because some of you might have families and you might not want to rent out a room, you know, or that type of thing, but put it on the table Let's let's explore creative ways for you to leverage the the the, the assets, right? I know I'm gonna try to cram a lot of things into this right now because I I, guys I love real estate, but I don't want to be the only one. I would love to have a super exclusive. I'm a very private person, so when I tell you I'm gonna probably charge five or ten thousand dollars. To invite you to come to my vineyard, because I, at this point, I needed for you to cost you. So I know you, you know, no cameras allowed. We gonna sit and chat and chew, and you're gonna show me your investment properties and all the things that you've done, right? My point is, I want you to, in three, four, or five years from now, be taking advantage of this right alongside with me, right? Um, and so I'm trying to cram everything in, so let me just try to knock out these notes real quick. Woo chow okay um let me let me move a little bit quicker so the you already probably know this, but real estate appreciates in value. I love that when you listen to trade and travel, I want you to hear how they're talking about you know abundance, prosperity, not just in their hometown, they have properties in different states internationally, Houston, New York, New Jersey, different cities, and you start to understand that different cities have different um, demands from different types of buyers, but now you're diversifying your portfolio. Uh, My mentor, the one that she has done um, $100,000 trade days, right? She has her house in, in one of her houses in Puerto Rico. And the, the funny thing is about that, there, we start to, oh man, I love this topic so much. But anyways, the property taxes and um, income taxes are way less in, proper, in Puerto Rico, okay? We're going to start to move in those directions. We're going to look for states and places where the you're not being taxed as much on your income. I talked about that when we were talking about the crypto, it's important for you to get the LLC so that you can pr- protect the profit that you're going to make from crypto. You don't want to throw away 30%, right? But if, well, the thing about my mentor that's in Puerto Rico, her son um, has a property an Airbnb, Airbnb. I think he's only like, if I say he's 21, He just bought his second property. He also has a um, rental fleet with exotic cars, muscle cars, all kinds of cars, right? And then she just bought a second. She has several properties, but um, I had talked about this in another podcast. She bought another, it was like a duplex and she um, showed us, you know, the property. I want to say it was like in New Hampshire or Connecticut or something, but now it's, it's a rental property for her, right? She can, And it's close to a college, um, it's close to a university, so it's gonna count for student housing, right? We're talking about strategy, how to leverage our investments, right? Uh, one of the women talked about on trade and travel about how she took $37,000 and uh, bought land, it was undeveloped land, didn't get around to developing but was able to turn around and sell it for 300,000 right so when i tell you i've been mentioning to you about how you can use novatech right oh do i did i close out the compounding um calculator but um let me just do the math real quick i probably should have done it right before i came on here cuz i did have it on my notes but if you take a balance of 300 um $300 and they give approximately 3% give or take um and you get that every week. So three let's say you take $300 right now. You put it into Novatech. Uh, it's a PAM account. They do the forex trading for you, right? They do all the trading for you. And you do that for um let's say 3 years. Let's do it for 3 years, right? Um you would have converted that 300 Um, dollars into twenty four thousand dollars every Friday you take out the what you gained for that week and you put it back in and you continue to compound so with an initial balance in three years you should have twenty four thousand boom that's your that's your money right there that's your down payment or your deposit for um an investment property or towards down payment on your house do you hear me do you feel me do you see how it works $300, $300 you you know you might say i don't have discretionary funds on top of the rent to pay and come up with down payment for a house i know it can be difficult i've been on both sides of it but if you can put aside $300 right now and if you never invest anything else into that novatech account do your due dil- diligence if you need help and res- help reach out to me, but basically you put in that 300 and then 300 percent, um, the first, so, wow, it might not sound like a lot, but the first week you'd get back $9. You take that $9 every Friday and you put it back into the initial, uh, initial amount. And because of the power of compounding in 36 months, you'll have $24,000. OK, um, whoo, I, I I needed to kind of. Oh, man, I'm not going to be able to knock everything out because I want to keep this at 30 minutes. And this is beautiful energy and confirmation for me because I wanted to give you this message. But this is a feast and it's just an insight into things that are going to come. Let me let me um keep going through the notes here. She talks about exploring equity, HELOC, Home Equity Lines of Credit. I'm not going to try to hit you over the head with that, but know that it's coming, okay? Another important thing that I love that she was talking about is we're starting to cultivate our mind on what it means to strategize, right? So if you're into trading options, it's a great way for you to start to cultivate and learn how to get in low and sell high, okay? Okay. So learning to trade options with stocks and bonds and crypto is going to help us to develop that kind of mindset as we start to make these bigger, larger purchases. I also love that she talked about, you know, you see at one point she gets one of them gets really excited about getting multiple offers on her property. And I think a lot of us, divine feminine sometimes we're in this place where we don't really know our worth, but then you get to the point where you're like, when I walk in this room, I'm gonna have a lot of guys coming up to me. I know what I'm worth. I know what my property is worth. I know what my knowledge is worth. I know my intellectual property, right? So I love that whatever you do in one area is gonna amplify in other areas. And that's why I love real estate. It's not only about developing the property and protecting yourself but you're going to start to step into these feelings of what it means to expect multiple offers, okay? Starting to understand what your property's worth, what you are worth, okay? Um I love that, you know, real estate is mostly about The masculine energy, Um, there's a lot of strategy and negotiation that goes on with it. And I think Divine Feminine, that's a muscle that we're going to learn to multiply. But here's where your strengths lie. We know how to multiply, okay? We know how to multiply. And so once we understand that arena, now you're doing it times two, times three, times four, times five, times six. Like you take off and you run with it. Another advantage about um, divine feminine energy is we're very creative. And I love that that comes through in that video that I have linked. You see how creative they are? And it's just idea after idea after idea. Woo, this is rich. Today in How the Rich People Think, right? Because I'm recording this on Monday. Chapter four was about World class money believes uh, making money is simple, but it's about all of the ideas. And one of the things that that said here, um, I'm gonna read it again. Right, the rich see making money through the eyes of endless possibilities, and aren't afraid to stake their claim, no matter how often they fail, to persist until they succeed. Their mindset is rooted in the abundant potential every new idea presents. So, for just a few—I really did throw that book, like I dropped that book, <laughs> dropped the mic—kind of moment. I want you to start to understand that there's—you're not restricted to everything I'm telling you or what the the women are telling you on that podcast. You're creative and you're going to find a solution that works for you, okay? And so now you can see why I want you and I to get into this sooner than later, okay? One of the the ladies was talking about how she became an expert in helping relocate teachers. And so she was leveraging her divine feminine attributes of understanding the home space, domestic goddess. She understood what a single family residence brings to the table. What does it mean for a traveling nurse? What does it mean to have it close to a university or to a school? Um, What does it mean for a rich man who just likes to travel in and out? Okay, And because she's able to speak in that language, she can go in And from the eyes of a woman, tell you, oh, this is gonna be perfect for you because it has this, 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 and this. Right? It's that mothering nature. Like, I love it so much, you know, because one of the things about being a really good real estate agent and that is so complimentary to divine feminines, I think that some of you might not really understand is. Anything a mama would do, anything a domestic goddess would do in preparing, you know, on a global scale, on a, on a bigger scale, you're going to be paying attention to where's the school for your kids? What are the parks? You know, if you would like to exercise and take your kids there and the importance of tapping into nature. If you're dealing with a retired couple, you know, who are looking for a new home, you're paying attention to what hospitals are around. And the proximity so that they can get there to get the prescription. You know, now you're paying attention to how close, like maybe if you have a family with um, teenagers, how close are they to to, to a university? So that not only can you um, have them not have to pay dorm fees, you know, when you're ready to in 5, 10 years buy another property, that house you don't have to worry about selling that house. You can do a ten thirty one exchange. Woo! But anyways, but and but you don't have to worry about selling that house because now you're close to a university, and now you can rent that out and get your second home. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? Okay. Um, the other thing here I put is, um, this is gonna f- kind of in a way force us to develop or divine masculine traits, which is negotiation. There is a book that I read in high in college, um. And one of my HR professors had us read, but it said basically women don't negotiate, right? And that's something that we need to learn. um, And that's a divine masculine trait. But then when you start to get into real estate and you start to learn how to negotiate your contracts, um, that's where you start to learn to win. So I love, again, that whatever you do in one area, you're going to do in multiple areas. Next thing too, you start to learn to negotiate in a way that protects yourself, it's not about depending on other people to protect us now we're learning to to put things in place to protect ourselves right okay so i'm kind of running out of time here um but but if you want to stay for the part two of it um i really like to keep these short i would say i have another 15 minutes or so to go so um just bear with me as I close out this podcast, because I can only record up to 30 minutes on my web browser. And then um, let's go ahead and finish up this message. Okay. So sorry about that. While I was waiting for upload, I'm going to go ahead and insert this here. I've been talking a lot about, you know, you don't necessarily have to go to college and get into debt. Divine Feminine's real estate is really great uh, for you to get into. Um, I I'm going to well, it's a little complicated, but um, I did get my excuse me. I did get my real estate license. Um, highly recommend it. Um, it's gonna come in handy for when I buy future purchase make future purchases. I don't have to pay the um, buyer's real estate fee. I can represent myself. Um, but I love what I love about it is it's a fraction of the cost. I think if if I if I wanted to put, I probably spent me okay. If I say a thousand dollars, but on resources, practicing, and little things here and there, including the licensing, um, it's it's only like three hundred or four hundred for the license, um, and then you have a little bit of membership fees, but that's definitely worth the bang for your buck. I would recommend if this is something that you want to consider getting into, definitely follow or check out Kiana Watson on Instagram. Um, it's Q-U-I-A-N-A Watson. She is killing it in the real estate. And when you talk about femininity and real estate and that whole industry, Definitely check her out if if that's something that that comes to you. Sometimes these um, intersections kind of um, aggravate me, but it's for a reason. That came to my mind right now while I was waiting. Okay, let's wrap it up, baby girl. Let's go. It's a feast. It's a feast. It's a feast. Hey. All right. So the next thing I love about this is that one of the things they said is in that trade and travel, investing with purpose. Beautiful timing because right now we had talked about how there's a little bit of stillness and some of us need a little bit of clarity. And you kind of have to know when you say, yeah, I want to get into real estate. Yeah, I want to buy my house. This is a perfect time for you to sit down and really reflect and kind of hone in on what you want and get a little bit more clarity because understand that everything we do today is going to have repercussions for the next seven years. Okay, so everything that we do from now, we have to be intentional. I've already given you tips on on things I'm doing to help build my personal credit and my business credit. Ideally, I'd want to buy my make any future purchases under my business credit account. But I, I that's not something I'm going to be able to just have overnight or in the next 30 days. I have to build both of those things from now. Right? I already talked about it in another podcast. I'm not going to go into it in depth here. We'll definitely have more conversations about it in the future. Okay, But do you under- understand that even with the timing right now, um, perfect timing. One of the things I loved about this is I talked about how the mindset behind some of these things are going to flow into other areas of your life. And this was beautiful for me because... I think Divine Feminines, we don't really understand. Sometimes it's easy to get caught up in these gender wars and some of the words and the language that they use, words like hit the wall, you know, and they want to bash and shame you for being an older woman over the age of 25. It's like you're just jerk. But as you start to learn to work with the real estate, you understand that things appreciate in value. Real estate appreciates in value, okay? And the more experience you get working with it, you're starting to take on intellectual property. My life and the way I move is completely different because I got introduced into the element of real estate. I look at my world completely different, okay? Okay. And so I want you to understand, Divine Feminine, too, that you're just like a piece of real estate, too. Like, if they're going to call you a piece of, of fruit or a piece of meat, I'm going to call you a piece of real estate, okay? And you appreciate in time and you continue to appreciate in value because you become an even rarer commodity, okay? Um, And I love this, too, because when we start to get into these conversations about what you bring to the table, you know, and if you really like, you guys, I, I already told you how I feel like if a, if a, if a masculine asked me what I bring to the table, like at that point, I'd be like looking for cameras to come out. Like, this is a big fat joke, right? Because I'm um, don't do not ask me that. And I already kind of gave you guys my playful approach to how I would deal with it, but I would tell you I wouldn't date that guy, like, it'd be done, finito. But it, this is that point in that conversation where he asks you what you bring to the table and you start to run off your intellectual property about experience with negotiating purchasing you know different types of investment properties around the world and how you're using the passive in you know creative ideas to to generate passive income (laughs) you know like seriously come on bro like no um okay i'm gonna say this so one of the things i've we've talked a little bit about the Versace and stuff and I've come to appreciate, you know, it's one thing to have a watch. It's one thing to have a bag. Um, it's one thing to have nice clothes. But one of the things that I think is a value that a lot of, you know, as middle-class people might miss is high value, high fashion design stuff, quality stuff. Cause there's some brands that are expensive, but they don't appreciate in value. But then you start to understand when you buy a Versace, it has a higher resale value even though you're saying it's used same thing I love about Rolexes right um a Rolex is beautiful in the sense that it appreciates in value I can pass it on to my niece and my you know my niece and it appreciates in value but and so I think some of us may have already hit that point where we're buying the designer bags and the Birkins and the Hermes you know and ye Saint Laurent and that type of thing but I want us to take it just up, just just turn the tile up just a little bit more, okay? Let's start to to put it into real estate, right? Because the difference between a Rolex and an investment property is you're getting passive income. Both appreciate in value, but we want to start leveraging passive regular income every month, right? Um. I love that when they talk about in that first YouTube video about leveraging, it's like we just talked about that in chapter three, I believe, of how the rich think. So if you're with me on this journey, you're starting to see that we're getting the confirmations, we're getting the downloads, we're getting the synchronicities, we're getting confirmation that we're on the right path. How the rich think chapter three talks about leveraging. And so here we are, when you listen to trade and travel, they talk about different ways to leverage. So then now you start to leverage. And and again, I don't want to knock you too much over the head with the words, but the HELOC, home equity, line of credit, equity, appreciation, gains. And, and, so when you talk about leveraging, right, it's and, 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 one resource, one asset, but multiple ways of, of taking advantage of it, right? You're talking about world-class thinking, how the rich think. And on top of that, being able to write off taxes, because right now you're paying taxes on your rental and you can't write off taxes. It's going to be important for you to get the LLC and do a little bit of business on the side. But imagine being able to write off the taxes on top of already owning your house. Okay. And I'm going to have fun with you here on this one, right? I had done a chit chat. I was just kind of rambling and musing. But one of the things that had kind of gotten under my skin, and it won't be the... It's not the first and won't be the last. But, you know, when we're hearing these conversations between the men and the women and how they think about dating and, you know, and one guy, he said, you know, I don't like to pay for dates and I don't think I should have to pay to get to know you because it's just not worth the squeeze. Ooh. That... (laughs) It kind of leave you feeling some kind of way. But guess what, boo? Guess what? When she was talking about how she leverages the property to write off the taxes, to get the home equity line of credit, and take take advantage of depreciation, that's a divine masculine way of thinking about things. It's about making sure that the property is worth the squeeze. I know. Hey, maybe we can learn from our divine masculines. Okay. And I'm not saying the divine masculine for saying that. I'm saying maybe we can learn from these masculines and how they talk. Because now when you're starting to shop around and you're looking for the the property, you're gonna gonna say, Can I how much squeeze can I get out of this property versus that one? What's my return on investment on that one? Is it worth the squeeze? <laughs> you gotta love men and hate them at the same time. Like. It's a love-hate relationship, right? Is it worth the squeeze? Leveraging the property. Are you going to be able to squeeze over and over and over and over? Or is that property a dud? Okay? Are these situations worth it? So, yeah, I'm going to start kind of closing out here. So I want us to tap into this. This is about social capital, too. Um, oh, yeah. So the reason I put social capital is because I want you to start to fill your your YouTube and your networks um, and the people around you with knowledge, right? People who are knowledgeable and have expertise in these areas. So I would recommend that you follow her. She talks about um, things relating to trades also. Excuse me. Um, and so I think she would make perfect social capital. When you talk about what you bring to the table, <laughs> you have people that you can rely on in your network, net worth, right? I just helped upgrade you on your social capital. Okay. And I'm putting here, I put this is the chat and choose that we need, right? I want for us when we sit down with our girlfriends. And you see how they're talking and they're they're so excited. It's one thing to gossip about, you know, who's sleeping with who and all the baby mamas and all the social gossip and who's dating who and who got dumped. It's another thing to talk about. Oh, girl, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah, I'm going to buy this property. I'm going to buy this vineyard. I'm going to sell this property and get this one. Those are the conversations I love to have money that adds talks to your purse so even when you're talking about what i bring to the table all right tell me are you renting or are you are you paying a mortgage and if they say renting at that point you just start to laugh even more because it's like okay well let me tell you how you can leverage your property you know the, the use of your property blah, blah. if you feel it within your heart to give at that point because to me like i said mm, right because i know if you didn't really catch it when i was talking about it there the whole reason why i kind of find it offensive and it and it really shows a low caliber of a man if he asks you what he brings to the table is lazy it's lazy and i've been getting the conversation confirmations over and over and over again um to why it's 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 a reflection on them that they're not a hundred percent there yet and they don't really understand um and I will go ahead and say it here too but it's one of those things um there was a a quote that said oh yeah one of the masculines the the divine masculines I follow on YouTube he said we don't see things with our eyes we see them with our mind and um so when you when you saw me and you saw you know what I drove up to that location and the area that I'm in and how I'm dressed and how I carry myself and how I'm talking you're not using your mind to gather the information um to, to see what I'm really bringing to the table, if that makes sense. And I talked about that then, and we'll have future conversations about that. But I just wanted to kind of, for those of you who might just be dipping in for this message and then dipping out. It's lazy. And it shows that a man doesn't really understand. I'm going I'm to go ahead and kind of finish this. This is going to be a long podcast. I thought it would be 15 minutes, but I'm going to go in a little bit. One of the the, the areas of confirmation I had after I, I did that message you're going to go back and see that after I did that message about what I bring to the table, if they asked me that. Right. And right after that, the divine masculine, um, that came up for the man crush Monday, right after that. Right. Cause sometimes I'll be like, Ooh, I went in, but can I really back up what I said? And I got the confirmation when we were listening to the divine masculine archetype of Loki long, long story short, it was talking about how, this guy got hustled because he was—he wanted to marry this girl. Um, he had stolen Thor's hammer, okay? And, and Thor was wanting to get his hammer back. And so um, they knew that the guy that stole the hammer from him was going to get married. So Thor dressed up as a bride. And so when I talk about how Divine Masculines are just even lazy on every front, Laura is a big old masculine man is squeezing into a feminine dress, right? Into a bridal dress. But the guy still saw him and invited him to the wedding party. When you talk about these masculines are inviting to the table and, but they don't have the eyes to see that it's a man in a dress. Like you see what I'm saying? They don't understand what it means to see a true divine feminine is going to be small. It's going to be petite. I'm tall, so not necessarily small. But the feminine curves and the small form and they're not seeing. That's why they're asking you. They're not taking inventory. So fast forward, Thor is hungry. He's he's this huge masculine man and he's just hungry and aggravated. So he starts throwing the food into his mouth. And the, the, the guy asks him, He's seeing it, right? But his mind, I don't see. So he asks, why are you scarfing down the food? So that the, the, they, they air hustle him and tell him, oh, it's because she's so hungry and she cannot wait to see you tonight and she's trying to get her energy up. Got air hustled. Because you can't see and you can't hear what I'm really telling you. You should be able to have a conversation with me when I tell you what I'm doing throughout my day, what I did within the last six months, what I'm where I'm going. You can hear me, but you don't hear me though. And that's how these guys end up getting air hustled. And then when um later on at the party, um the masculine, I mean the the, the guy saw her she was like I guess covered with curtains and a different you know how they do this those parties back in the days but I guess she was like in an area where there's supposed to be curtains and when he took it took a peek to look in on her he could see the fire in the eyes of Thor and he, again he's questioning what he sees right lazy what do you bring to the table and invited you to the table in your masculine form <laughs> And they told him, oh, it's because she has passion in her eyes. That's why I'm saying, like, it is, I don't think, when they ask you what you bring at the table, you kind of understand what kind of masculine you're dealing with. But all of that to say, and I, you know, I went ahead and I shared that with you, but go back and listen to that one. Um <laughs> But that's why I think I'm going to be doing more of these podcasts about, like, what you bring to the table, what are the conversations that you have at the table. I have one more podcast. Um, I have several. Like I said, I have the Rolex one, and I also have the one about why you shouldn't go hungry to the table. But it's one of those, like, I need to let it just the wine sit a little bit more because then when I bring it, it's it's some fire with it. <laughs> and so it's those things where now you walk into the into these invitations to go to the table and you're, you know, you're not just bringing your finance, you're bringing the assets, right. And the the intellectual property. And do you see what I said, like how it resonates there with assets, right. Property, intellectual property, real estate, the real estate of your mind. That's that's that's, that's, I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a star on this one. This needs to be a whole separate podcast right here y'all just bear with me, okay your host is um having a good time entertaining you are you not entertained okay so um the second link the second link you want to check it out your girl has good taste is talking about the video is maybe like maybe seven minutes oh my gosh you guys when you look at that property When you look at that property, if you don't already have a tab on your YouTube with a playlist of the real estate that you want to buy, start with that one and then start to build. It's going to start to populate your algorithm with real estate properties. Start to develop your own playlist of real estate that you want. But that one's a good one. Your girl has taste. It's a banger. As you're watching it, and there's a reason why I didn't want to really encourage you to watch it without the content that we just went through and without watching trade and travel. Because when you're watching it, I want you to think about what they said and some of the things I'm saying. So when you look at that property, don't look at it with envy and jealousy and the the feeling that you can't acquire it. It's not a matter of if, but when I don't think I'll be able to buy that property in three years, but I'm, I probably, if it comes back in the market in 10 to 15 years, your girl, your girl is good for it. Cash, boom, outright. Okay. Cause I'm using the, 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 the benefits of compounding in not just that area and other areas too. Right. I, I've come to understand what it means to compound the seeds, right. Um, that's a whole other podcast. When you're watching it, you should be thinking, oh my gosh, if I'm using this as a rental property, I could rent out the space. I can host events. I can have bridal events on here. How would you leverage the property? That's why I'm calling that second, um, link extra credit. There's some of you who wanted to stay behind, put in the work cultivate your mind a little bit more than the rest of the other classmates who have left early that's the extra credit that's the bonus and i stand on what i say okay go watch it with with through the lens of what they're saying trade and travel if you've just listened to me and you haven't watched the trade and travel you're kind of going to do yourself a disservice because they brought the the feast and i brought the ambiance entertainment to it and both of those things on their own is not going to do you justice with the extra credit okay don't cut yourself short one of the things i've been noticing some people kind of have an idea of where i'm going and i i know i have some leeches around me but with the one of one person in particular i notice is like i'm telling them stuff and they're seeing the results in my life so finally They're starting to do some stuff, but they're cutting some corners. This is not the place to cut corners. I'm standing on what I'm saying. Because you're going to cut yourself out of the full blessing. Take the time. Okay, you might have to save this and come back and watch it. Give yourself the time to watch trade and travel. And then watch the extra credit video. I'm going to say this, and this was funny. I was a bit depending on whether to say, but again, I kind of know what I bring to the table. I told you I did the real estate, but here's a gem within the gem. That listing is so freaking bomb. You guys, I can't even, i tell you this. I've been studying the, you know, the lifestyle of the rich and the famous. So I am picking up exactly what this realtor is doing. There's a reason he has that wording. And there's a reason that they've said certain things in that video that, only the elite would understand there's a reason he has the word compound in his um in the in the listing okay and there's a reason why when they mention that the lifestyle how different families can be on different sides of the property okay and it has to do with the lifestyle of the type of people that can afford these properties. And there's a reason why it's only one floor, because it's appealing to the type of people who can afford this type of property. I'm not going to spill all the, gen- all the gems right there. I did my research. When I get back into real estate, if I go into these type of things, I'm picking up exactly what this realtor is doing and putting down. Shout outs to Sotheby. They deal very much with luxury real estate properties. Shout outs to you, sir. <laughs> and it's funny because you're going to watch it, but I hope that you're looking at it through a different lens. And as we continue down this path, It's going to mean different things to you. You're going to be looking at this different compared to everyone else. There's going to be people looking at that, wishing that they could get it and thinking that they can't. People not fully understanding how to leverage a property such as that one. If you really wanted to play it smart, I don't want to give away too much of my, at the right time, at the right time. But I will say this. Some of the people that leave, live in these types of, of, or have these type of properties, they don't even live there. These type of properties, they would probably only live there three months out of the year or, or for short periods of time. And then you get smart and you put it under, you purchase it under an LLC as a business asset. And now you write off the taxes on that. Do you hear me? So when you look at that one, that's a banger. Woo! Man, that skull's right there. But I want us to compete in this arena. It's one thing for you to compete with me on the Versace and the Designer and the U.S. Saint Laurent and the Hermes and the Birkins back when we go out to eat for a champagne breakfast. Right? That's one thing. We, you know, we can gossip and talk about this and the third, but I want us to be at a place where When I'm chatting with you, you're going to tell me more ways I can make more money. When I sit down and go with you for a champagne breakfast, you just added some more deeds, properties, LLCs, creative and passive income making ideas to to my time that I spent with you. I want us to compete in this arena. I know that my melanated women, my black women, we have the smarts. We just have to cultivate it and convert it. And this is the time for us to do it. Okay. I know I joke with you guys may or may not happen, and yeah, hell yeah, I'm gonna charge five thousand, ten thousand for you to come sit with me. Cause like I said, I'm private, so I need to make sure that you're not gonna try to come in here and spread all my business and all this stuff. And and we talked about how that's why one reason men want to, or it's advisable for you to date someone who has just as much to lose as you do. I'm not gonna be available to the public. Hell no, <laughs> no tail to the no. But I know if you, you pay that much, you've been paying attention to the principles. I added money to your pocket. But when you sit down with me, you're not going to be trying to get put my business out there. You're going to be sitting there trying to tell me more creative ways to make more passive income and, um, and pouring back and forth into each other and cultivating our social network, right? And, but again, like, no one, me, listen, let me, in three years from now, when I start getting these deposits, I really might just go ghost. I might be like, I have served my purpose. I have helped the people. There's enough content to last them through the next 18 months and your girl is gone. <laughs> right? But um, yeah, I hope you had fun with this one. Um, I like to keep them short, but this is just confirmation to me that I have the content on my notepad and some of the things are going to have to be for it to be the finest wine and to have everything that comes with it. And now we have a feast. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but it was so worth it. Okay. So I hope you take this for what it was. Um, Be blessed. I love each and every one of you. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to charge you with... Love and the love of your life. And the love of your life is you, boo. So show up for yourself. I'm going to charge you with light. I'm going to charge you with black light. Because no matter how deep and dark things are right now, if we address those energies, we can heal and grow out of them. Out of the most darkest spaces come the most beautiful things. Going to charge you with health, with wealth, with wisdom and prosperity. Until the next podcast, peace.